0: this is space cats peace turtles the unofficial podcast for fantasy flights twilight imperium episode 64 player pros and cons music by ben prunty featuring matt martins and hunter donaldson
1: I didn't get enough regular talk time before we you didn't bef- before you we turned up? it on yeah what do you
0: want to talk about uh how miserable pat is
1: how miserable your cat is about it's the only, you getting the a only dog?
0: topic that's the only topic of conversation in my life anymore right all i talk about with anybody is how much my cat hates me now
1: yeah you know there isn't a dog faction in twilight people Imperial. have been saying that now so,
0: uh, I think the old sar looked like dogs, but now they don't. Now, look, no. now they're now they're bears or whatever. Right. Right. I think um, they're
1: moles. Like, actually like to yeah, get a, yeah. to get away from like our like I don't want to self-reference right now. I yeah. do think they are moles for for yeah. the for the record.
0: It fe- it feels better for them to be moles. I
1: th- I think they're like migrant mole people. Um yeah. but people. There's there really should be uh space doggies and yeah. I think once we start um the space cats peace turtle fan expansion that oh, yeah. that might be my primary target is, is to a, get is, a pooch. is to get space doggies into the game um i think let's just kind of what would a space doggie faction be i think well, it would be a good boy it'd be such a good boy they'd be good boys good boy good boy <laughs> um but i i what do you think about a faction where like so hakan has this kind of give and take with like How friendly they are with other people. What if Uh the space doggies, the idea is that they are best friends with just one other player and they're very (laughs) committed? Yeah. They're very loyal. Like you you have like maybe extra promissory notes. Like you can promise all kinds of things, you know, Uh like I promise Uh to be your friend. Like you can just, you have a promissory (laughs) note that says that. And then, and then like you, uh, what could like feeding be? Like I don't know, you give them a trade good and then like, Uh I don't, you're happy. Uh, that wouldn't really be an ability, but
0: just to exist in space with other players because you just oh, gotta get pet. I actually you like that idea. Pet,
1: like, of a-, a faction that can that occupy can space with a uh, space with the other players, um, and it's fine. <laughs> like they like the space dogs choose whether to have a space battle or not. Right, whatever it's Oof. their activation. Wow, now,
0: now, now you're now you're talking real stuff, and and that terrifies that's, me. That's
1: that's not that even a good it. ability though. That's a weird <laughs> ability. It's <laughs> a weird ability because then they could the space dogs could pretend to be your friend and occupy space with you, and then like activate your home system and be like, "This time we're doing it." Like, <laughs> gross. <laughs> I think that uh, would be fun.
0: Well, we're here and mm-hmm. we're we're space catting. We're space dot. we we're, we're space dogs. Peace goats uh, no. now. Yeah. Nope. I-, I want a space goat race. Oh, okay. I've already, yeah.
1: I've already done a space goat race. That's true. You have a space goat race. Uh, is yeah. this what we're... Are we going to just start talking about our fan expansion that we no. have actually been working on
0: this whole time? <laughs> Shh, stop it. <laughs> Don't. Because <laughs> my whole goal is to send our fan expansion to Dane and just be like, just do this, please. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. And then that's it. And we get to publish... Not we. The Fantasy Flight publishes our expansion. I All right, say, so, right, so so real talk. That's how much clout and ego I have right now. That's so, like, that's oh, so yeah, silly. That's, It'll be our expansion. That's not going to happen. I'm absolutely uh, kidding.
1: But so let, now it's time to talk about my great idea for a faction that I have been working on. What do you think? No, he's shaking his head. No, he does not want me to speak on this. <laughs> um, what is? I don't even know where the idea is right now with that. But I have a faction I've been working on called The Family. I don't uh, want,
0: I don't. I don't. I don't want you to. I don't want you to. You don't want me to to do it? The family. The The family's fine. There's your tease. The family. Okay. Okay. It's like, no, it's like, because here's the thing. I don't want people to pick it apart yet. Right. I just, it should just, it should just not be and then be. Right.
1: Okay. 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 That's fine. I'll, 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 I'm also just
0: afraid. And also, because you're you're not the one who's going to have to put up with all the comments, and it's your faction, but right. I'm going to be the one on the Discord having to defend it constantly, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to defend your you idea. You know what I was
1: thinking about? This is, is talk, talking about having, like, a big head or whatever, this is what I was thinking of the other day, because I don't... I don't spend any time on the Discord. I was like, I'll do an I'll do an AMA on the Discord. Oh, like, I'll <laughs> I'll come I'll be like, "Listen, I will I will be on for an hour and let's <laughs> and let's and announce it. Tell everybody. Oh, everyone,
0: we've scheduled time with <laughs> Hunter of Space Cats Peace Turtles on his own Discord." <laughs> what a luxury. Where,
1: a, a Discord that he should
0: as a nice person occupy <laughs> sometimes just cuz not I posted this is this is we referenced this last week but I posted today in Hunter's comedy channel about the comedy podcast that Hunter wrote for. I posted that in your channel today so you're welcome. Uh, it's not really
1: my channel. It's just a it's channel hun- to, it's, it's, it's a hun- channel bun's to... comedy
0: channel.
1: It's not mine though. It's a channel to post about me. It's no. not. It's <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, if this is someone's first episode, it's just been five uh, minutes of vanity.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, you know, I think the reason I feel that way is because uh, the topic of that we have today uh, to talk about, which is uh, four player games, uh, is Uh far from my least or uh, no, it is my least favorite. Uh, way to play twilight imperium and i'm just not looking forward to i'm trying to make myself sound fun and nice because i'm about to just basically just be a a grumpy boy for the rest of the (laughs) episode because i don't like four player games i really don't like them I don't well, think I talk, think it's wrong to play it that way.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Uh, today's a we're going to talk about four player games, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea. We call this four player pros and cons because this isn't going to be like a breakdown of in depth strategy stuff for four player games. I think we could do like a series of episodes about like how faction, how individual factions are different at four players sure, and stuff sure. like that. Um, four four player is where things get way crazier than the like the drop from six to five. Not that extreme, but to go from five to four players is a whole new world, and we want this to be more of our what, how we feel about it and, and our tester and like if if you've never played a four player, uh, I, I would think of this episode as kind of like, well, this is what we sort of typically expect when going into a four player game Mm -hmm. and if you've only played four players maybe you identify with this stuff and hopefully it will help you there's a lot of people who like i've only played four player games because i can't find six players to sit down and play for long enough
1: oh that's so sad it is sad but hopefully just ask one of them not to come actually (laughs) just do (laughs) a three player game yeah three is way better
0: um but uh yeah this this is sort of a you'll hear what we think is different so that maybe you can understand what is different about a six player game. So it's, it's a little bit of like a step back from like in depth strategy and more right. about like the stylistic differences. Yeah. And I I like
1: game. that disclaimer because we, we haven't played a lot of four player games. No, so I, like I
0: played my first four player. No, our, our set, we played one while I was still in Portland and this is my second four player game of TI four. I think, I think that's right. No, um, you've,
1: you've played more than that because you played more than me. Four player, because you played uh, 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 last Christmas. You played one. That's right. You're
0: right. You're right. Yeah. One of our before the stream of the holiday spectacular. Yeah. I I remember because we had still not many.
1: We had nine people, and it was like, oh, somebody's going to have to play a four player game. And I was like, well, I'm absolutely not doing that. Right.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm game for it. So, what we're doing today is because I'm game for four player games, I, I see the light. I don't love 4 player games. They are my least favorite player count. My my player count is for a while I actually almost preferred 5 player games or Whoa. I see 6 and 5 player games at like the same, virtually the same level. I almost do not distinguish between Wait, the two Wait, why? Of them. What 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 are you talking I about? I just see them as so similar and and sometimes I like that three strategy cards don't get picked. Like there was a there was a time this is uh, more TI3, but there was a time in TI3 where I was like I love 5 player because it's like way harder choices. Yeah. There's there's not as many strategy yeah, cards and it's all, and it's still as cutthroat as six player if you do the right map.
1: Cuz what early game diplomacy, imperial and then one actual yeah. good tr- probably right. trade most of the time depending or construction
0: on construction in TI4. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, that's what I meant.
1: Picked. What did I say?
0: Diplomacy, yeah. imperial and construction probably won't get picked. But, right. Like, that's a bit of a loss. So Well,
1: and also like construction has to get picked sometimes. Like right. construction is a weird card because like you can't just never pick it. Right. Like, someone has to pick it at some point. Otherwise, right, right. you know, it's
0: not going to work. Right. So, but the drop to four players makes things c- so much crazier. So, I'm going to be on the side of pro. And every point, we're, we're going to do kind of a point counterpoint with, with factors of a four-player game. And I'm going to be the pro. And Hunter's going to be the mean old con. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, and a lot of this, a lot of these opinions are actually based on the game that I just played uh last weekend which i played with ej uh who you know we all know now on the show decently well enough he's he's well ex- he's experienced with the game uh we played with two Chris's, and both Chris's are newer one chris is is very new um what and are these the Chris's? Can you tell Chris me Shock and Chris Rogers? Oh, Chris Rogers. Rogers!
1: Shout out! Uh, I like so Chris Rogers. He's cool.
0: Chris Chris was specifically he played a sorrel and he was trying to do so much stuff in the last round. And he was like, "The only reason I'm doing anything this round is because I want a play of the week." He was like, "I'm a sor- <laughs> I, I chose a sorrel so that I could try to pull off a play of the week," and he didn't get one. Ha! <laughs> okay, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking kind of a lot from the perspective of that game, which was I think an incredibly typical four-player game yeah. in terms of what most people who are like, I only play four-player games, and I, I feel like I see all the time on Reddit and on the Discord people saying, like, I've played six games, and five of them were four-player games. Yeah. So mostly newer players playing a lot of four-player games, and uh, just a lot of times it's all that you have. So I, I want to let you know that, that you're playing a fun game, but it is... My pros are all in the in the vein of still different but kind of an interesting twist. But yeah. I think Hunter you should lead off with the cons and I'll I'll bounce back with like why maybe it is oh, okay. Oh,
1: okay. So, here's I mean my my least favorite thing about it uh is how slow and boring the early game is. Um I I think it's really 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 boring. Um yeah. And also like the every four player game has the cold War aspect that kind of goes on for I would say at least a round or two too long um, yeah because uh, everybody has a lot of stuff in a four player game. The slices are more filled out in general, and you right. have access the, the 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 victory points are clearly balanced for six or five players, right. and a four player consideration isn't really there. think about like. Control objectives, really, the purpose of a control objective from a design standpoint is to get the players to fight. Now, in in a four player game, the only reason that you would fight over control objectives is point denial, which is great. Or specifically,
0: like tech specialty. Because not. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. only one in a four player game that is still maybe not a given. Right. But planet traits and six planets outside of your home system, that yeah. stuff is a yeah, it's you have that. Everyone has that in their slice, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um getting into the two pointers, I mean that honestly, that's the thing is in a four player game, the two pointers are where things become somewhat tricky. Right. But all of the one pointers are like wicked easy. Everyone's gonna claim almost every one point objective. Right. So
1: that's a very, very boring uh and slow early game and even i mean even mid-game really like basically until you get to the what you basically said right now and you're the guy who likes this is that it doesn't really get interesting until two pointers so what like you're gonna have like a one interesting round and then the game's over
0: yep (laughs) that's that is essentially for a 10.4 player game that is basically kind of the argument is that yeah it is it is like this kind of ridiculous long build up to then one round. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, because um, it is cold war and it's, it's waiting for the spark to, to fire off in, in that final round. But what, I mean, what, what I agree with is sometimes the spark doesn't go off and sometimes the cold war ends with just like, Oh, well they won. They won. They won the game. Right. They just got there they first. Just, they had the stuff and it's, and it's, but when, when a four-player game explodes and all the players do have, you know, if, if the final objective that comes out that, like, people are definitely going to have to score to push themselves ahead is control a planet in someone else's home system, then things get cool and spicy because it's like, uh, we have all been amassing huge fleets all game and right. not attacking, and now we have to gut each other. We have to completely wipe each other off the map, and right. that is, like, a really, really, really fun final round
1: is it though because i don't really like really giant like space battles because well, that's a lot of dice rolling and the tension <laughs> no 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 what do you like about the, the tension kidding. the tension generally goes if it's a really giant fleet versus another giant fleet it is impossible to maintain the tension for yeah. all of that fight there's going to the be so much dice rolling and in general you know, sometimes those sometimes those fights are cool because they'll come down to like so it'll get whittled down yeah. to where there's like so few left and it's like, right. well, these are some crucial rounds. But a lot of times because of the the amount of variables there, someone will get like one bad roll, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then they've lost it, but they it's still over. have to play through a couple combat right. rounds. Right.
0: Especially this is especially terrible in like ground combat where it's like
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: Just roll two, roll one, roll yeah, two, roll, yeah, one, roll one. roll one, yeah. Two, yeah. There's, roll, there's, okay, there's, finally. The
1: tension goes out the window on that. Um, yeah. And uh, honestly, I always, I think the combats I most get interested in, which is weird because I don't, I'm not this type of player, but like when someone is taking a risky gambit, like those are the yeah. really tent, the tense ones. Um, right. And if everybody's just built these massive fleets, there's not as much
0: room for gambits right. in general, right. you know? Well, maybe... Four player is where I shine the most in my play style because everyone's kind of leaving me alone and I'm still constantly focusing on risky gambits. I mean, I my I played mentac in this game and all mm-hmm. I did was get cruisers in positions where we, they would then eventually get to lash out and do crazy stuff in the final round. Right. I didn't have any big battles, but I had lots of weird maneuvers in our final round that was very engaging for me, um, but it relies... It does rely on the fact that people are kind of ignoring each other for the first right. four rounds of the game. I mean, you, you really are not getting in each other's way. Did you win as Mentech? I did.
1: That's I crazy. Uh, I feel like Mentech actually might be, in my head, no, this is just theory. Like, And actually, yeah. every, a lot of things we're saying are theory because we haven't played a bunch of four-player games. And We sure. already made that disclaimer anyways. I don't know why I'm going back to it. Sure. But uh, I actually feel like Mentec would be the worst four player faction because how are you going to exercise that pillage yeah it was like
0: i didn't get much pillaging and honestly i mean i won because and how good is mirror computing gonna be
1: i guess you could take trade a lot so yeah mirror computing could always gonna get played
0: i got some i got some deals i got my promise of protection out there at one point i was up against a muat a winu and an isaral on a four weird. player map. Weird. Now we were we were playing with some weird extra rules that I'm not going to get into and that made Winu and Muat really strong choices. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Winu to get into, we're not going to talk about a lot of strategy, but Winu in a four player game is a completely different beast. Winu is very very Winu's good great, yeah. in four and three player I games. I think
1: people there's, can figure that out cuz it's there's, like there's a imp-
0: distance between you and your neighbors which mm-hmm. you don't have in a six player game. So people right. in a six player game, people are jumping on Winu's back and and you know, pushing their face in the dirt. In four player you can just go to Mechatol. You just waltz right. into Mechatol, and right. no one else is able to really... Everybody else is too busy wanting to fill out their very, very good slice, mm-hmm. so you just walk in and get it, and then post up, and you're there. Yeah. So, um, very different thing for Winno. But anyways, I, I the only reason I won is because it was a game of everyone racing for victory instead of competing for victory. Right. So every Winu was running away with it. And so then the game started to turn into, well, we need to stop Winu and I got to just sneak out a little victory on the side uh, while people weren't basically everyone thought there was going to be one more round, but I had a, I had a big round. I had a five point swing. Nice. In the fifth round, fifth or sixth round. I forget. Well, um, that
1: that's actually a neat transition to my least favorite thing about four player games uh, right. Which is that all of the strategy cards get drawn every single round because each player gets two. Um, I hate that. I, I really, really think that that is not in the spirit of Twilight Imperium because yeah. everyone just feels so dang powerful, um, right? And it in everyone, everyone gets to do so much on the house without having to like really factor it in or like figure out right. how they're going right. to accomplish it. Um, like, think about how different it is. Like, like there are so many moments that happen in a, in a traditional Twilight Imperium game that make a round really interesting. Like, let's say it's like late game. And you know that moment where you realize like, oh, no, nobody took leadership. Yes. This I is going to be gonna hard. Say this is yeah. going to be hard. We have to figure exactly. out how are we going to do this? How are we going right. to?
0: Well, I, that's, more, that's more my point where I agree with you on all four strategy cards being drawn is it's one thing for just like everyone to have a lot of stuff they can do. But it's even more annoying when every power is available. That actually breaks something. Like, some things in the game are broken by the fact that every single strategy card gets picked. Yeah. Namely, Jolnar. To me, that completely... Jolnar is already powerful, and now tech is 100% getting chosen every single round. This was... I feel like I don't think about this as much in TI4. I I just think it's because we don't play with Jolnar that much. Like, Jolnar got so quickly called out as too good, but in TI3 it wasn't or at least in our group it wasn't regarded that they were like this completely busted amazing mm-hmm. faction.
1: Although but they pro- TI- they probably were they probably even more so were. because of think, the tech think, tree.
0: Right. But in in TI3 that was the one thing I hated about four player games is it's like the whole point of Jolnar is Jolnar doesn't want to take tech. They would rather get something else and still get all the benefits of tech. Right. So the best play against Jolnar is, all right, nobody take tech then. Force them to take it if they want to do their thing. If they want right. to do their only ability, they have to take tech themselves. Right. And in a four-player game, goodbye that entire line right. of thought. Right. Like someone has to take tech. Jolnar always gets to do their ability. Right. Jolnar and then, always gets a free uh, tech.
1: God, and, and that's so crazy because then if you know and like you can't you like you said you can't really force Jolnar to take it so if they if they don't then that means they're getting to execute the primary ability primary ability of three strategy cards yep, in one exactly. round that's so exactly. insane that's
0: so much it's power a, it's a lot uh, same goes for Hakan with trade right uh, of course yeah, sure. Hakan wants to have trade but the fact that Hakan knows trade will like the difference here is if Hakan doesn't get take trade someone might not take trade and then Hakan has a lot of hard time leveraging their ability but if they know one player is getting trade no matter what yeah all right there's that that's who i single out this round like that it just makes decisions less impactful like you just it's just like okay well this thing's gonna happen now right And and i do agree with that um downside however to to speak on on the why i think people like it is I mean, you can do some fun, stupid, wacky plays like it, it leads to it's a whole new level of Magic Christmas Land, except for like not that strange of magi- like Magic Christmas Land stuff becomes reality. a right. Four player. Right. game. And right. for people who like that, for people who just want to like theory craft these completely broken first rounds. Right. We could never do first round strategy guides for four player games because right. there's there's <laughs> quadruple the number of variables because you have to consider two strategy cards and how they interplay off of each other. Right, it's right. just like absolutely insane, but that's why it's kind of fun because you end up with these two strategy cards and you're like, "Okay, how am I going to bounce these two what, you know, what order to do them in and and how does that make for this round?" Four Player feels more like a little euro-y where you're just in your little shell Mm -hmm. pulling off your cool stuff. You're building this engine and making this thing just work. And while I agree, the fun, most fun part for TI for me in the six player game is like fighting each other and, 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 you know, having contentious relationships Four player game is, is scratching that itch of -hmm. just like, I'm doing this thing and I'm focusing on it and I'm pulling off really big plays. Yeah. Yeah. For myself, for me, Four players for me, not right. for a relationship <laughs> with the table. It's just for
1: me. Right. Oh, well, that's good. That I mean, that's a good transition into my next big gripe, <laughs> okay. uh, which is that uh I feel like trading just is so strange, like in... Yeah. In four-player, because like like we've kind of established already, everybody just kind of has a lot of uh, great options, and they're just doing. They, they've got a great. Everybody pre- has a great slice. Everybody has a lot of uh, power in the form of their double strategy card picks. Uh, so, what exactly do they need from you? Like, right. why yeah. do they need to trade? It's. No, I mean, like trading, <laughs> th- th- and there's so there's no like weird power relationship stuff to explore um which is a big part of like how i think about the game and how i want to play the game um right. so there's i feel like trading in general uh well there's like almost no room for extortion except for the most like i guess intense crazy extortions you could right. have, imagine right. um but there's just less room i think for the players to even need to Trade with each other. I, mean, I mean, they do. They they still yeah. do because right. you you get But it stuff. works out.
0: Usually, it works out. Whoever wound up taking tra- trade is not like a top pick, and whoever right. wound up taking trade refreshes one person. The two of them trade, and that's it. End of negotiations. Yeah, sure. No more. No. And and there was no there was no fun. Like no no. But well, I'll offer you. It's just like nope. We we're gonna do this deal. We're doing a three for three, and that's it. Right. Because it's way it's too juicy to cut half the board out of the negotiation in a six player game if only two of you are trading it's like oh I could be milking yeah, you know I, I could be kind of grabbing from everybody right. but in the four player game it's like mm, I just let me just make my money off a of trade and and kind of be done with it because are also, really going to make a deal with every single player at the table yeah yeah I, I don't think so
1: why even spread the wealth around when everybody's got so much going on that's right. so good anyways right um, and it, whereas in a six player game it's like yeah you kind of want to deal with as many people as possible um so that you can spread the wealth around
0: right and you want to you want yeah you want to make more and give everybody a little yeah and it's it's exactly nine it's 15 trade goods for you if you're you're Hakan or whatever you know the crazy stuff that we we get into with that and then like support for the throne how's that even gonna work like right oh man support for the throne is pretty gross i mean it's already like the we already gripe on it Mm -hmm. but i will say i think support for the throne is my least favorite part
1: Uh, that four player player yeah it's it, it doesn't make any sense really um yeah because like play, if two players swap, that's half
0: of the table already. You're already th- <laughs> like, so the if, other, if the other make, half
1: might as well swap. And right. then now you've got a cold war game where Split in half. a lot of, yeah, and the players can't even attack each other. Right. And also it's a short game anyways. It's really short. That's something we haven't talked about yet. It's, yeah. it's really fast, which I guess is supposed to be a pro. Um, right. But I actually feel like TI4 six player is pre- the perfect amount of time that I want to play TI.
0: Well, so how about that? That's so. Let's get into that. That's my that's my next pro, and and you can talk about kind of the con side of it. But uh, I played our game in four and a half hours of act of like setup to breakdown everything. Down everything yeah. everything was four. So the game itself playtime was probably like four hours long. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you're just trying to squeeze in a game on the weekend right. with some casual buddies. It's great for that. Yeah, we 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 just had a fun little game, not like a I'm playing Twilight Imperium today. Like, I love that. And that's why I love Twilight Imperium is it's like, this is my Saturday. But the argument is there for like, you could play a four player game on a Friday night. You know, if everybody gets over at seven o'clock, you can play a full four player game easily sure if 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 all the players are experienced and, and playing decently fast, like yeah, it's yeah. not that bad and and so to that end, it's really just to say, I see why people only can ever manage that and why they still like t i It still feels a little bit like t i but it's as much as they can fit into their schedule, right, and but with the amount of people they can get,
1: but at this point. I mean, me and you have really united the tribes, so to speak. <laughs> and you should, the, and, and you know what? Let's do a quick advertisement for our Discord. Check out uh-huh. the Discord. Wait, right. find find people on the discord that live in your area and yeah. play a six player game okay yeah. don't be a baby use,
0: use go to the subreddit and in the wiki which if you just do like oh yeah reddit. that's actually a better place slash <laughs> r slash wiki there's a spot in there where they have like facebook groups for every area that is ever posted on the subreddit and if oh, you have yeah, a yeah, group, yeah. post on the subreddit find players I don't know why this tangent got so big, but <laughs> it's, it, this could be the la the, the final point could be quit playing four player games and start playing six player games. Yeah. Uh, by finding more people. But I do, I still think there's a good argument for like why the game, like the game's going so fast, but right. right. Well, I, kind of- I think there's something in what you're saying that like,
1: if it's a four player game, Twilight Imperium could be a night, like let's meet up tonight and play. I yes. get that. I get yeah. that. Uh, and I, and that actually really reminds me of uh. The time that we all met up at midnight to play a seven player game of TI3. Oh my god. Do, yeah. Uh we started someone, at midnight. Someone we started at midnight. Someone
0: listening to the podcast just like crapped their pants at how <laughs> stupid of an idea <laughs> that is. A seven player game starting at midnight. Well, and of it's like just, everybody having worked all day and like yeah. we're already kind yeah. of groggy at midnight. Yeah. And and what's funny, when you start a
1: game like that, I the thing I remember about it is that it's like nobody wants to bring up the fact that it's a seven player <laughs> game starting at midnight. You know what I mean? Like, like Is everybody's like, only like seven player game we ever played. I think so. Maybe uh, that's
0: why I hate seven player games. It's yeah, just it's like we, we did it the dumbest possible. Yeah. We ever. only
1: have that one, but yeah, just, <laughs> I just remember it being like everyone was like, no, don't break the faith. Okay. You have to, if we're going to get through this, we have to believe, do not doubt us. Okay. <laughs> But you're right, they're fast and uh, and that's good. But I have got a I've got a con here for you. Okay. Um, they're wicked fast, but um they and actually I think we mistyped this on the outline because my point is actually I feel like the early game takes up a very large proportion of that time. Like right. that it's mostly early game. Like yeah. it's mostly most oh, of the I'm game is up, early game. Right. And then right. and then it's like what we said we kind of already made this point which is that when when the two pointers come out all of a sudden, it's late game for a round, bam, and it's done. Right. Who won? Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, I see that too, and, and I see it as um, it's... The, I see it two ways. That stuff is fast because it's just people moving and expanding and moving and expanding and no conflict. And it's like, okay, and now I'm taking Lodor. Okay, great. Right. That sounds really fun. It looks right. like you're having a lot of fun over there on yeah. Lodor. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And- <laughs> I've got all my stuff. and And so it moves very fast, but you're right that it's just like the first four rounds are yeah. nothing but what a typical first round and a half or two rounds is
1: right. Um, it's mostly posturing because why uh, it's, it's okay. Sorry. Um, I think it's mostly posturing except for if you're just like trolling, I guess, but like yeah. you, you should be able to get all of your things that you need yeah. and any conflict might be like, yeah, there might be some point denial that happens here and there that, that makes sense. And, and it is justifiable, um, but I, I don't like, I think a lot of that, uh, is probably not going to happen. Right. Uh, because there's just no reason for it. It's like, you're right. going to think to you're going to be like, oh, I got to get my stuff figured out. Yeah. Um, and you've got a lot of money. You've got a lot of, you know, you, hopefully you're, you're getting all of your points, but also like having a lot of money left over to build fleets, like, right. like you're going to be able to score things like spend eight resources or spend whatever influence. And still, because of your have two strategies, yeah, stuff. yeah right. like, like yeah. you're going to be able to, because I, I find oftentimes that the, the choices that you have to make in a six player game uh, come a lot of times between, and I feel like we don't talk about this enough on the show, but they'll come between, am I
0: building a fleet or
1: am I scoring the point?
0: That's like my that's my Achilles heel, yeah. what you just said. Is right. like I always go for the point and it means at the end of the game I have nothing. I right. never spent money on stuff. But
1: there's no there's no tension in a four player game between that kind of thing. Right. It's yeah. just I'm gonna have my fleet and I'm gonna score my points. Right. And I also well, made
0: cupcakes and I get cupcakes. I, you know, Hunter, some people like cupcakes, and I don't know why we hate them so much, but, but to some people, that is a fun that part a, of That is a good point. Some,
1: some people like cupcakes. <laughs> it is, but th- I think that is, that's actually a good, uh, I think that is a good way to describe the four-player game. It is yeah. the dessert. It's like a, it's a sugary, yeah. it, there's no bitterness to it. It's all, right. it's all sugar. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's all sugar. Yeah. It's all sugar, baby, four-player yeah. games. <laughs> well, I, I, and I think this is sort of my, my last major i've kind of got a couple more points but yeah yeah but the the idea let's say a four, okay i played a four player game in 4 hours of playtime right um and and a typical six player game is maybe like 6ish hours um so for me i guess what i'm saying is we had 3 hours of build up and then an hour of like madness of right. an hour of like everyone's got so much stuff and we're figuring out how to play it off of each other and what's going to happen and a six-player game is like two hours of build-up and two and a half, three hours of like, ah, what is happening? And like some something's falling apart for someone, and then mm-hmm. oh, just all this crazy stuff. And then an hour of who we have to kill them. We have to kick them out of the house and right. burn their car. Right. And and it's just an hour of king making or whatever. Right. So I think that's like my argument for the four player game is at least you have that hour of just like it all happened and then someone won out of it. There's, I, you don't have as many, I feel like, as many king making scenarios in a four player game. In, in, in a good four player game, everyone's in the running there at the end. There's not enough people there. No one got crushed early on. In a six player game, someone probably got. Crushed early on and they're just out of the running in a four player game. Everyone's kind of competing for it, which means that final round is like everyone racing for it. Yeah, it work. I actually I
1: think that is probably the best point you've made thus far of the the king making is probably much less likely to happen like the idea of there being like a late game play that like just gives it to somebody and Uh that's just kind of but i think the the flip side of that is that i think it's super likely that the way the victory is going to feel is like yes everybody was in the running everybody's at nine basically metaphorically at nine and we were able to stop so-and-so, so-and-so, and and then we just didn't stop that last person, so they're the one that got it. Like, it just will feel like an arbitrary, like, well, we had the resources to stop the person that was going to score first, and we had the resources to stop the person that was going to score second. You were going to score third. We did not have enough time to stop you. So you are the victor, Yeah, third third person.
0: I I can see that happening in a decent number of games. I guess uh, my... uh, judgment is clouded because i had such a cool last round where i won the game the round before everyone else thought it was going to be the contentious final round and right so, but you're a troll to me it felt like because <laughs> i'm a troll yeah no it it, it felt like I, I can't decide if this is a good thing or a bad thing actually but the, it was really just that everyone was so focused on their own thing that it was very easy for me to start pulling off weird maneuvers. And maybe this is a problem of like two of the players were a little bit less experienced as well because EJ was sitting there the whole time kind of being like, you guys should pay attention to Matt and like what he's doing because he's being weird. And like, Hunter, if you were in this game, you would have been like down my throat with with like pointing the finger just right like stop him i don't know what he's doing but stop him stop him stop him right because i was doing my typical matt stuff of just like oh i'm not gonna talk very much and oh i'm just gonna move this cruiser over here and then obviously it's not arbitrary but i'm gonna try to play it off like it's an arbitrary little move
1: i mean i would say that it's not typical that you don't talk much uh but that that if you're not talking that is your tell if you are yeah. not talking that that uh then everyone should be look because you generally talk a lot, you generally right involve when I, yourself. That's what I'm saying
0: when I stop talking, it's because I'm paying attention to pulling off a maneuver, and i don't want to influence i don't i want people to stop look, i want to stop talking because I want people to quit paying attention to me yeah yeah, and you know to make that 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 make you should pay attention to me more <laughs> right when I do that, but right. I'm hoping to lean off of people doing it less Um yeah. i I've got another uh, another one here, which is sort of in the same vein, um, which is um, the game is less disastrous. We we sort of were already talking about this, but like this, this is the cupcake argument even more so, which is like a six player game is just so much bad stuff happening, especially if you're me and I play like and muat invades your home system and muat invades my home system. It's like every six player game is just me finding some way to stay alive or i'm just doomed the whole time but a four-player game at least i get to feel big for a while yeah i felt i felt like a big boy with lots of stuff for like three rounds and then i started to spend it all and and lose it all or whatever Mm -hmm. but at least it's not it's like that game this is a weird deep cut but we we play we used to play a board game called city of horror Oh and I yeah, I hated I hated City of Horrors. I think it's the worst board game ever made because I love it, it. Is nothing but bad stuff happening to you nonstop. Yeah. There yeah. is no good decision in that game, and there's nothing good that ever happens. There's no triumph. You never succeed at anything. You just survive a little. You bit. just
1: mitigate a bad situation. Yeah, that's you the best you can bad- do.
0: Yeah, the best you can ever do is mitigate a bad situation. And six-player TI is a little bit like that. Not nearly to the, I like TI well, and it, I hate City it, of it, Horror. It, it,
1: but- it has a push and pull of that. So, like, that yes. th- that will happen. Uh, I just, but, okay, so here's the thing, though. I feel like it's so easy to describe the the flow of a four-player game. And a uh-huh. six-player game, you're right, like a disaster, the likelihood that something bad is going to happen to you Um is likely uh but also in a six-player game there's a comeback like there, there's a potential right. for you to turn it around um that's true you 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 and i can certainly both attest to times that we have had games where things did not go well for us but we pulled it out anyways And right. those are probably the best victories really right i um, feel very very good and that's pro- not even really possible in a four-player game um I don't know. Uh, I I have a con here that I feel like I've kind of already made the point, but if two players fight, um, it has a lot of impact on the other two players. Oftentimes uh, in games of TI, even in six-player games, there can be this thing that happens where the player that wins is just the the player that did not have, was not, there's like a checks and balances thing that happens in TI, which is that, we all have to fight at some point in order to keep each other from winning. And sometimes the leftover player, the player that did not get challenged, is, is the winner. Um, right. And, and, and that, I'm not trying to say that to take anything away from times that people have won that way, um, except for that every player should be considering that kind of checks and balances system. Yeah yeah um well in a four player game that system though doesn't i feel like work as well because two players will fight and then the other two players are kind of like well why should we fight you know what i mean like i it would be so silly like if if i see two players going to blows i'd be like all right well those two are out like those two are not winning it's over yeah so i just have to race this other player and then we'll fight if i see if i have to stop them or whatever but yeah
0: i don't know yeah, I I think that's a a, a good enough point of th- so my argument is like there's less disasters but your argument is if there is a disaster it's even more so just like the game yeah. is toast like right. the, the the whole that player's thing is in the dumpster now because you can't really come back from a devastating the, loss. There's on only the four,
1: four there's only four people. So if one of them has a bad game then that is so decisive for right. the other three. Sure, and actually, sure. this this criticism, I think I could also extend to, while I like these games a lot more, three-player kind of has this problem, too. Sure. Uh, I remember... Well,
0: three-player is even more... Yeah, three-player, the biggest downside for the three-player, and we'll eventually do a three-player episode, but it is definitely that, like, if one person starts to lose it, how are they ever going to catch up ever, I just, ever I
1: just ever? I have a memory of winning a decisive three-player game with you and Sean, where essentially what happened was you and Sean fought too much. And then I just kind of had this like path to winning. Right. Uh, And I, it wasn't bloodless. Like I did have to fight for it, but Uh because you and Sean had fought so much, it just left. Yeah. And it just felt like I had a really streamlined victory. Right. Because of that. And I feel like that aspect carries over to four player
0: with just a little more complexity, but yeah, yeah, it's still uh, an issue. Well, my final point and I think it wraps up this whole conversation is um I-, I think I've been trying to be on 14 or on four player game side. It's hard though, uh, isn't it? <laughs> but it is a little bit hard, but I do think the number one argument if if the the main theme of a four-player game is kind of like casual, lame buildup for a bunch of rounds and then like a sudden win because 10 victory points just happened. The number one solution to that is let's play a 14-point four-player game. Sure. Because then I think it's a completely different ball game because then there's those few rounds of buildup that everybody has but then the clash the two-point objectives are a bigger deal and it lasts significantly longer you need way more two-point objectives to survive that so the clashing i think will come much more to a head and some this is no no this is is theory crafting because i don't i we haven't played a four-player 14-point game but i think it would be incredibly interesting and would have a huge climax
1: uh i'm gonna challenge that i don't think all of the two-player uh, or all of the two pointers are that difficult in a four-player game. I think some of them are. I think some of them are not.
0: Well, the so, tech ones are even easier. That the, the get, getting all the tech is going to be very easy. The tech People ones, tech. the
1: resource influence ones, uh, yeah.
0: everything except it's for really the just control. the control ones yeah. just become competitive. Normal, normal it's, difficult.
1: It's yeah. like stage two is like how stage one is in right. six, in a six-player where. Right a lot of the resource stuff is manageable and the control objectives are difficult. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I don't don't think 14 points is going to make it. it, I mean, this is completely theorycrafting because neither of us have played this, but I do not think 14 points is going to make the difference. I just don't think that Twilight Imperium is built for every strategy card to be picked every single round. I think that is a fundamental problem that you cannot get past so much of the yeah. game has to do with not having access to everything all the time.
0: Right, right. Well, I I feel like this is a good first look. I, I want to return to the discussion of four player games. I don't know if Hunter does. I don't know. if Hunter, <laughs> I, I don't know if in future four player game episodes, Hunter will have Played four player games, or if he'll just be joining in on the conversation, you really avoid them. You I really them don't want to play hard. them, and i I think if
1: if you really wanted us to do a very fair four player, I think I mean I, honestly, I think I would toss that to like EJ or something. Right, like I would yeah. I would be willing to literally Hunter, sit. Hunter out. is
0: the one who is famous for. Very routinely, if a game got down to four play, like, ah, two people canceled, we had six for Saturday and two canceled, Hunter's the first one to be like, then let's not play at all, please. Right. I do I do not want to play. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's very hard to get to get those going. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't scratch uh, the itch for me. Right. It just doesn't. It's it's just, it just doesn't makes it a it. board game you don't like. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about stuff we do like, but we need to get over to the errata to do that oh okay yeah yeah will you play will you play the typical errata um outro song so that we can then come back into it (laughs) (laughs) can we we clear that (laughs) if you do it one more time i can't clear it so just stop right there
1: (laughs) From the day I was born, no, the nurses no. all gather round, <laughs> and they were like, did you make any mistakes in your podcast last week? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I did.
0: This is And you can tell right, right away.
1: bad.
0: We were bad. Um, We've got some errata. This first one is from Pink, and this is about the game we played, but it's specifically in reference to the map. This, all this errata is going to be about uh, the map that we're going to play in the prelim yeah. rounds of the tournament, and because we played with some good uh, Yin Brotherhood games on it, uh, Pink had this to say about the map. Yeah. And this is sort of... This is my defense. Uh, basically, there were a few people that were like, why are there no planets equidistant, which we talked about that in the episode. Give me a break. But... Um, There's, there's an argument to how this map becomes, uh, like a, a, a fighty map rather than, I mean, what we just spent this whole episode talking about is a four player game where people sit passively Uh and do nothing. And the argument is this map that we just put out lets people sit passively and do nothing and win. Um, so, well, except for if they don't. like, that, right. That's not so what Pink, happened in our game. Yeah. Pink says, you guys fought each other and never touched me. With a map like this, you cannot let someone just sit around and twiddle their thumbs. Agree. This is this is what I want people to think about when they're playing on this map. Yes, you can win by just sitting there, which is why all of the other players should recognize when someone... This is... I'm... At, not I'm... I, what we're hoping people do and what we're hoping to see in tournament level play is people exceed the meta to go, I cannot let someone just sit and score points. I have to do something about it, or else on this map, especially, they'll just run away with it. Right. So that's that is our argument. And also the, the other funny argument is there was someone posted a thing saying basically like, I don't see any reason to fight. Also, man, all those planets around Mecatol Rex, I can't wait to see how many times Mechatol Rex changes hands. Which that's a lot. That's what a lot of fighting is. is right, doing that. <laughs> it's big so stage you can. It's a, it's a fun. That, anyways. That I. That's sort of the idea of the map: is draw everyone a little bit to the center, give them enough back at home to do what they need to do, but then recognize when someone else is starting to get ahead and immediately jump on that issue as a board.
1: Yeah. Also, the goal of this. Map was essentially this is the map that the most people are going to play on mm-hmm. uh, because it's a prelims map. How do we make it as fair as possible? And right. taking out the equidistant systems made that possible. possible. Basically,
0: yeah. and- I-, I worded I worded it in the Discord the other day too. This is a little bit of a separate point, but I, I can't, because there's there's 108 players in this first game. The first map is more for the players. To have like a comfortable ti game right the later maps are for the viewers the later maps are going to get way weirder and right way more difficult and that's where players have to make hard decisions and are playing on things they were nothing is going to be as balanced as this first map you cannot make as balanced of a map with equidistant stuff or like mixing things up like if you if you start to lose symmetry you lose balance that's just yep. the way it's going to happen right right and so in later maps, we're going to give up some symmetry, which means the players themselves have to fix that. Like the player who knows they're in the worst slice needs to play with that in mind.
1: Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's also just part of, this is the prelim. So like, like people of all experience levels are going to be playing and we want them to, get to play in a good slice, like in the tournament. Like that's just something like we want everybody to get a fair shot at that. If you make it through uh, and you're in the semifinals, then like, I don't care if you get a good slice, I, you got to win. Yeah, like, right, you, right. like, you now just you have gotta, to make it happen. Like, right, like right. We're, they're not going to be broken after, after the prelims, but like, we just wanted everybody to have a shot at just like, you're going to get a good slice, you're going to get a fair shake of this. And in the maps going forward, there might be times where it's like, listen, this slice has some issues and you have to, as a player, you have to know yeah. that and overcome that. And that's part right. of the, that's part of it all.
0: And that's what the draft is for, too, right? right? Like, if you're getting stuck with the crappy slice, the idea is you should have gotten your first pick. And I know some people have said picking f- faction first isn't necessarily that-, that good because you can get counterpicked. But, like, that's where all of the drafting comes into it. Like, you should be planning your draft from the moment you get your first initial hand. Yeah. It's not just about throwing out Jolnar or throwing out Winu. It's like... I want to start being prepared to go for this faction, so I need to make sure the counter is out or whatever. Like right. there are many, many factors in this draft and it's all negotiable. Talk with the other players. Like try to get stuff removed so that you can do what you want to do in the slice that you're given. Yeah. Um and, and you should be given a better faction if you got a worse slice, typically. Like I'm I'm accepting that even on the map we presented, some of the slices are a little bit better than others. But that means Fires of the Gashly or sli- Slice of the Gashly is going to get picked first most games. But that yeah. player then is getting last faction pick. So right. they, you know, deal with that. Make it work. Right. I'm it- sounding way more angry suddenly. Yeah, than I yeah, no, yeah. I'm excited. This is I'm excited by these types of decisions. Right. Like I- I'm getting like worked up about it because I want to see it happen and I want to talk about it with Hunter like during the casting of the game to like figure out why people are making these decisions. So yeah. I- I- I'm really excited for it.
1: Well, okay, so our next one is uh, from Root, um, and he says, uh, Yo, speaking of extra resources, I don't know what's, what that is in reference to, but if people still aren't feeling comfortable with TTS, you can tell people on a podcast to hunt me down on Discord, and I'll get online with them and help them out. Wow.
0: That's a little PSA from Root. So yeah. Root helped us make the video uh, mm-hmm. for teaching TTS uh on uh ti4 on tts and he's offering up he's he's an available dude he's he's ready to help so just wanted to throw it out there if if you are not comfortable with tts yet and you need practice just on using the system hit root up on our discord or on he's on the other ti4 discord as well Um, right so find root r-o-o-t root yeah yeah He's a great
1: caster as well. I just wanted he to is. mention that. He, ca- he casts good... He's been
0: casting games on his Twitch, and uh, we, we um, host his... Every time he streams, if we're not streaming, we're hosting him streaming. So yeah. um, it's, it's been fun to see him do stuff. We might involve him on the tournament some. Yeah. We're yeah, almost that's... definitely involving him on the tournament some. For sure. So For sure. That. Uh, Jim says, why not replace Saudor? This is in the Dangerous Diplo slice, if you're looking at the map. Why not replace Saudor with Dalbutha Exhon? For one, it gives Dangerous Diplo five planets like every other slice, and it trades one resource for one influence while improving the ratio of usable to wasted value. There's been a lot of conversation on the Discord this week about usable versus wasted value. So the the idea is a 2-2 planet, when you spend two of one thing, you're burning the other two, right, and we talked right. about this like little and tight is so good because you almost never waste yep. influence when you're spending resources, and you almost never waste resources, you know back and forth. Right. Um, and so like a two two planet basically sucks for that idea that's now become like the biggest, most like intense conversation ever. Everyone's talking about this balance now, which I don't remember anyone ever talking about it before, right but now it's like the hot button issue, but this is a great point, and this is our first change. We're changing the map. We will change the map, and I'm going to repost it, but we're going to swap out Saudor with Dalbutha Exxon. We, we, here's the story. The story is last minute, uh, before we started recording the podcast, we took another look at the map, made sure there's anything we wanted to change, and we actually had Dalbutha Exxon and Mehar Zool in the slice that is now called Darian Slice. Right. Those planets were both there. Wellen was out and Melanzobat was out. And we rebalanced it and fixed the bottom slice in a way that we liked more. But when we fixed that, we went, okay, seems good. And we didn't really, like, take a second look at if those two that we just took out could get re-implemented somewhere else. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, it was an it was an oversight. And that's why we're willing to, to make this change. Um, so I'm going to we'll repost the map. But Dalbutha Exxon will add two culturals to Dangerous Diplo. It'll swap the resource influence from a 8-7 slice to a 7-8 slice. So not a huge world of difference there. Right. And it makes Dangerous Diplo a little bit more contestable. There were some issues with Dangerous Diplo. People have been playing games all week. I mean, I think there's something like 11 games that have played on our map already. And it's been one week. Right. Um And Dangerous Diplo was routinely kind of underperforming and we're about to talk about another slice that was underperforming and we're, we're making changes to both of those slices. Right. So, um, again, we'll post links all over the place. We'll get the new map out there. I might even just delete the old map so that it's gone from the history books, um, and we'll we'll move forward from there. Yeah, I um, th- so. I think
1: this change is like undeniably great. Like I, yeah. I it's yeah. just like an oversight. I can't from us. argue against it. It yeah. is an
0: oversight, and it's I it, I have no argument here. So yeah, we and we got one we
1: got one more. This one's from uh, the nine of spades. Uh, why the exclusion of Zul for a planet like Saudor or Vefit two? Um,
0: why? This is, this is in that same idea too, right? People just hate, it turns out people hate Vefit 2 and Saudor because they're two twos. Yeah. You, people can deal with a 1-1 one, one because almost every 1-1 one, one comes with a tech skip. Yeah. Uh, and a 1-1 one, one is just, it's one trade good. But a planet that is forcibly two trade goods feels like you're getting robbed. Right. Well, the, it yeah, turns it's, out. it's the wasted value thing, which
1: I, I mean, I think that, conversation ha- kind of got a little too loud uh right, th- right it's not the most important thing because no. you have to also factor in like your Many what, traits what- and yeah t- and t- just f- everything but also like your what faction you're playing you know right. like but right. anyways the the point is uh we i would say this this one is less a less obvious fix than the first one i like yeah, we debated this
0: one a little longer yeah
1: we debated this one a little longer um but i think in the end we're in favor of it uh why yeah
0: because Fast and Cultured was underperforming a lot, uh, significantly more than any other Slice. Right. In the, uh, and, and Hunter played on Fast and Cultured in our game, and even he felt like, yeah, it, actually, it did feel pretty underwhelming right. a, as a Slice. And it feels like it gets fixed if you add Zul to it, because that gives you two planets in that Slice. We're talking about the Fast and Cultured Slice again. That adds two planets that you can reliably get, command counters off of without burning too many resources and before that just wasn't the case now the reason we gave pause is it turns fast and cultured into a six nine slice as opposed to like everything else is like a seven eight eight seven eight six you know they're they're fairly balanced within themselves they're symmetrical but this makes this a pretty volatile slice in favor of influence right um without giving you very many resources so i i don't I don't love it, and honestly, if people come up with some brilliant change that also fixes that, I may be open to changing Fast and Cultured again. Right. So far, haven't found it. Can't see. I don't – there's – Anything else starts to swap tiles between slices too much to where it's like, oh, it, this gets messy, and right. it's re- completely redoing the entire map. Both of these changes are nice because it's individual planet, planet swaps. It's just one slight, or one system tile for one system tile, and it barely affects the numbers enough to, to matter.
1: And to be clear, we're talking about um, swapping out Vefit 2 and yes. placing Mehar, Meharzul there. So now... This- That everyone's hated systems, Saudor and Vefit 2, are out. Those are the ones that are not in at all.
0: This does a few more things that are very, very interesting, though. Uh, With with both of these changes, what you end up with is perfectly even number of planet traits between the three types. Yeah, I believe it's 10 per... I I forgot to write any of this down, but all of the planet traits should be the exact same number available on the entire map. Um, There are four tech skips adjacent to Mechatol Rex, and it's one in every single color, a green, a blue, a yellow, and a red, are all adjacent to Mechatol Rex. Mm -hmm. Um, Every single tech skip planet is out there. So for that objective, all eight are at least available. Whether or not it's easy to get, you know, that's always a different issue. But we're we're taking it from seven to eight, so at least there's more there. Uh, Just in general, all these changes make the map feel... A little bit more perfect. Yeah, um, like it has a little more
1: symmetry to it. Uh, the yeah. tech skips still are not like, they're not completely evenly distributed. Uh, no. B- but yeah, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What yeah, are gonna what are you going to do?
0: do? And, and what I like too is this gave Fast and Cultured a second. So, so Fast and Cultured is in this little chaotic spot of having six resources, nine influence. But they also have blue-red tech. Yeah. So an interesting spot. And, and they're lacking in resources. But guess who loves blue-red tech? Barony Letnev, and right. they're not going to be concerned there at all. Sounds like we have a great Barony slice to me. Yeah. So those are all the. That's the changes. Those are the two like official changes for the map. Again, we'll post those. Keep talking about it though. Keep playing on it. We don't. Uh, we said this last time. We don't. We're not looking to make changes. But if people keep finding stuff that's like this is a quick, easy change that clearly makes it better, we're not going to say no. Um, right. So. Uh, just, you know, be, be reasonable. We're not, I'm not going to completely change the map to give one more resource to a slice. Right? right. I will change it to balance out the traits and the text skips and all of that, which I'm, we are now at a very, very balanced point. I really don't know how we could fix it anymore without drastically changing
1: it. I, I all I want to know is if we just made Fast and Cultured the best slice. I'm right. I'm wondering.
0: I don't That's think all. so. I don't think I don't so think either, so, but, but I just want to know. I just want to yeah. Um, I think I might be wrong about the planet traits thing. I think the planet traits being perfectly even was swapping out Saudor for, uh, uh, no, it should make it the same. I don't no, know it is the same. Cause we, it we're swapping out Vefit for another, a red for a red. A red, for a red. red. So that's yeah, so the that same, be right? I don't yeah. know. I'm second guessing myself. Anyways, guess what you can do. You can go to Twitter and find us at space cats pod for updates and game announcements. You can go to Facebook and search for space cats, peace turtles. Uh, you can ask me questions there as well. Uh, and we post all kinds of stuff there. The Twilight Imperium subreddit is where we post every single week and have weekly discussions about each episode, as well as lots of other discussions happening there. The Reddit is constantly moving and grooving, and and it's a fun place to hang out. Our Board Game Geek Guild, uh, this is another little errata from Brian the Bodacious. He said, Matt, you finally got something to put on the Board Game Geek calendar the tournament schedule and he's exactly right i haven't put it up there yet but he's a genius once the tournament starts getting into full swing we're going to make very much a lot of use out of the board game geek calendar and we'll be posting that so that players can keep track of their own schedules and everyone right. else can see when games are happening our goal is to play games record them and hopefully take the recording and then like immediately post it to youtube so i would love to have within an hour of a game being played a video is available for people to watch and see the game. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Again, there's lots of factors that could get in the way of that, but that's the goal. Uh, you can email us, spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com to submit plays of the week and This Imperium Life stories. We're trying to collect stories for salty This Imperium Life. Um, so send us your, your mean-spirited and salty stories and coming back from a uh, bad mood. Uh, you can also join our Patreon our mm-hmm. Patreon, our mm-hmm. Patreon, uh, pa- our Patreon, a Patreon, and uh, that helps make the show better, and it helps us uh, do do to, do more conferences and put on this tournament and take time away to do this tournament. And one one, also one
1: just one point uh, that ahead. I wanted to specifically mention: uh, special shout out to Steve Martin Fan Club and every uh, tier above that. The, that's that's the ability to submit stuff for streams. Yeah, uh, we have. I, I actually I feel like I'm maybe I well I just want to go ahead and commit us to this we are likely going to do two streams in December um, yeah. because I will be we will be in the same place, place. again yes. um, I will be in Arkansas for, for a uh, long time for a long time for about three weeks so we will get a lot of work done uh, via yeah. that time and we are expecting to do a goofy whack-a-mole uh, oh, stream a crazy yeah. stream. For the holiday
0: so the twenty eighteen holiday spectacular as of right now, and I can't see this changing, uh I, I wanna put it on the books. Uh December twenty third is almost definitely when that game is gonna be. Yeah. And uh it's gonna be it might be two games back to back on stream, one more normal and one like the dumbest game we've ever played in our right, lives. Right, right. It will be completely insane and so fun, and we want everyone to, to join in and hang out because there will be lots and lots and lots of engagement during that game. So if you've never joined us for a stream, we do all kinds of stupid stuff like audience agendas, which are written by the Steve Martin fan club that Hunter was referencing. They help us build the streams. They make content for us. They help us decide what we're going to do in the streams and to make them really, really stupid. Right. So, so uh, we're so fun.
1: we're gonna at least do that, uh, but I also uh, want to do a more serious yeah. uh, stream as well. So hopefully you'll get two games out of us. I think you will definitely get the holiday spectacular, Absolutely. and I think likely you will get another one as well. So I just wanted yeah. to call that out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can also join our Discord to get some of your Patreon benefits and join in on those conversations about stream games or Galactic Council episodes, and also just all kinds of conversations. Uh, it's been a, a week full of discussing this map and breaking it down and people giving like analytics on the map and the numbers and it's been completely madness but it's like super enlightening and really cool to see yeah Uh, you can rate us on your favorite podcast app preferably itunes and apple Podcasts. is a huge network of people and uh it raises visibility for us and it raises visibility for twilight imperium
1: yeah uh, hey, I'm uh, Hunter, and I got I want to throw some comedy stuff at you. Um, every Thursday, you can see me co-host uh, Earthquake Hurricane, which is a comedy show in Portland. It happens at a coffee shop called Ford Food and Drink. That starts at 8 p.m. Um, I will not be there every Thursday this month uh, because I'll I will be in Arkansas from December 17th to January 7th. I don't know why I told you that. That's kind of a weird amount of information to give you. <laughs> but... But, uh, but yes, yeah, so I'll be, i is <laughs> yeah, I'll be missing, uh, some of those Thursdays. Um, uh, but, uh, a great show I got to tell you about, uh, on December 8th, um, me and, uh, my buddy Jake Silberman, who was recently voted Portland's funniest person by the Willamette Week, uh, poll. So his face was on the cover of, uh, Of that magazine which was awesome um Mm -hmm. we co-host a show called comedy bender which is like a brunch comedy show uh that happens at noon at the lamp which is a bar connected to the aladdin theater um and that's on december 8th um i'm gonna be a guest co-host on another podcast uh haha matt um shut up uh and that podcast is called uh what's more metal uh, which is not necessarily my brand, uh, but it's a, <laughs> it's a podcast where these two very funny comedians named Dan Weber and uh, Noriko Ott uh, debate how metal something is. And I don't mean like in a physical sense and like a music sense. Um, so I will be guest co-hosting that, um, which is recorded live on December 12th at 10 p.m. at the Funhouse Lounge in Portland. Um, on December 15th, Me and uh, Jake Silberman, uh, who I also co-host Comedy Bender with, will be doing um, a show that uh, is connected to uh, the shows that we do in the summer that are like backyard shows that are super fun. But we're going to be doing a Christmas one uh, and we're calling it Christmas Party Hanukkah Show Comedy. Uh, And that will be happening on December 15th. Uh, at my friend Adam's house. Uh, I'm not going to th- throw his address out there because it is a ticketed event uh, this mm-hmm. time because space is limited. We uh, we had to do tickets for it. So if you're having trouble finding those tickets, uh, you can you can search uh, Christmas Party Hanukkah Show Comedy uh, on Facebook and you will find a, the event, which also has the tickets linked into it. The tickets are 10 bucks. Uh, the show will start at eight. And uh, we are writing a lot of very specific, insane like Christmas Hanukkah themed material uh, for the show. It is going to be completely bonkers and I'm really excited about it. Uh, That show will be awesome. And we're about half sold out at this point. So um, if you're interested, uh, I wouldn't wait because this will likely sell out, uh, you know, probably about, I feel like a week before it's going to sell out. Um, So... Uh, One last, or actually two last ones. Uh, December 16th, I'll be at the Alliance, uh, which is a late night comedy show at the Alberta Street Pub. That starts at 9 p.m. And then December 22nd, in arkansas for all two of our arkansas listeners yeah right <laughs> that are probably people we already know anyways That i was going checking yeah. the podcast so, <laughs> matt let me re- let me recommend a show for you uh, uh, on december it. 22nd i will be uh, headlining a comedy show at black apple crossing in springdale arkansas Wahoo! so what about that uh, come and on i'm out
0: from tulsa come down from kansas city Why not? yeah
1: come on down uh, it'll be fun uh, I'm probably going to get some more Arkansas shows while I'm there, uh, but that's just the one that I've got right now. And also, if you want to listen to me and Matt uh, do funny stuff, we were on an episode of Specscript.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you should listen to that. We, t- we kind of teased it last week. It's finally out. Uh, it's, ca- it's spelled S-P-E-C script, S-C-R-I-P-T. Just search that on, it's on like Stitcher and iTunes and uh, SoundCloud uh, and we posted it all over our Facebook and Twitter. But uh, go check it out. It's it's a dumb, stupid old time that Hunter it's, wrote.
1: It's really... I think it's going to be funnier for listeners of Space Cats, actually. Yeah, because than it was for people at the show. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I think they loved it. Sure, uh, sure. But, sure,
0: but it, because...
1: Because you all have probably... Those of you that have been listening to the show... Uh, If you remember the Mentech episode, Matt demonstrated his very, very good, and by that I mean bad, uh, Australian (laughs) accent. And because of that, I was so surprised with that. I'd never heard him do that voice before. I wrote a script where he just, where his character was just that. So he just had to, uh, he had to stick to that voice and super commit to it. And it was really funny. Um, it was, uh, the way spec script works is one comedian writes a script to a TV show they've never seen. And this, the TV show that we got was The Lone Ranger. Uh, it was super fun. Yeah.
0: It was fun. Um, except for the part where I had to embarrass myself. A yeah, lot. but you were great uh, though. You were great. I was two beers in and, and I listened to it today. I It's just me screaming the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm screaming into my microphone. I'm right. sure if someone was on a soundboard, they turned me down to like negative 35. Hey, I want to thank some Patreoners, some patrons, some Patroners. Uh, that's the Space Kitties of Jimbo V, Jada Paik, Dustin Doom, and Nathan Swenson. And I also want to thank some other patrons. Bobson Dugnut. Am Reichel and Chris O'Sullivan. All right, let's do that play of the week, baby. This is a fun one. Hunter and I are going to both act together. So, j- so if you if you if spec script wasn't enough, here's Hunter and I acting together as we haven't done since high school. Go ahead, you start. Oh, yellow. oh, oh! I'm yellow. I thought. Oh no, I, you're, I right. thought you're I was I'm, green. I'm, uh, very good acting already. Doing <laughs> such a good job. Uh, okay. You gotta know your lines, dude. This is presented by Adam Sandberg. Captain, we have undocked and are moving towards unoccupied space outside the Berig sector. Very good, brother. Hold position once we are clear of our home fleet. The newly constructed Van Hogg was manned by many of the most blessed. After past conflicts with the Ysarl tribes, their current position was one of strategic importance. Captain, a message from the tribesmen indicates their homeworld is under siege. They're requesting our aid.
1: That's impossible. Their perimeter was fortified and
0: their fleets impressive. What happened? The transmission indicated a large stealth ship appeared from nowhere, followed by other capital ships through what appeared to be a wormhole? No, the captain replied. There is an
1: enforced travel ban and the wormholes have all been closed. This must be a trick to draw us in and leave our home open to an attack. There's a video feed
0: attached to the transmission. Shall I play it? Yes, on screen. The main display flickered then showed standard galactic surveillance video in the tribe's home system. A ghost flagship had navigated through the tribe perimeter with light wave deflection technology, opened up a wormhole, and was joined by three dreadnoughts and two cruisers. The assault had begun. It was not long before the scattered tribal forces broke rank and retreated. Defense cannons failed, but the ferocious and experienced tribal fighters repelled the ghosts on the ground. The display went dark. Interrupting the silence, the captain barked, Hold position! Turned and walked to his quarters to inquire of the Elder Blessed. Minutes turned into hours as the bridge crew waited. The captain, with fire in his eyes, returned and said, Plut a course to the tribe sector. Maybe we can get there in time! During the journey of the Van Hog, the annual summit occurred. Words and veiled threats were exchanged, and the tribes and Yin's shaky friendship was transformed into an alliance when the tribes voted for the Elder Blessed to be the Minister of Peace. Finally, the Van Hog arrived, and it was time to act. Seeing the Van Hog moving in, the ghosts attempt to flee and strike at the Brotherhood's home. The elder-blessed, minister of peace, halts them in their tracks. Van Hogg, with an unexpected action and superior fleet logistics, entered the home system of the tribes, engaging in glorious combat with the stunned ghost. Shots are fired. The bridge is in a frenzy. Captain, the ghosts are retreating. They're opening a wormhole. Sir, if we lose them now, our home will be vulnerable. Captain, we've been hit. "'Engine rooms two and three are damaged! "'Sealing and ejecting drive cores now!' "'The captain knows his orders. "'He'd known what his end would be "'when he signed up for the Van Hog. "'Will the tribes remember his sacrifice? "'Will the Brotherhood remember this day? "'Will this sacrifice garner anyone's support "'for the Galactic Throne?' "'Negative.
1: "'Do not eject those cores!' The Brotherhood requires the support of the tribes. It has been a privilege, brothers. And may Darien smile upon us. Activate sunset protocol. Destroy their fleet. A bright flash.
0: Then, silence.
1: I didn't mean to voice the yin guy like a Dalek.
0: Like an idiot. Execute! (laughs) Execute!
1: I just well, made a choice and then you have to commit. You know, that's you just, just how it is. Stuck, stick with, with the acting. And, and I hadn't read it before. so I, But I realized I was like, I'm making him sound like a Dalek, which is not really. <laughs> that's not really the. That's not how I imagine the yin sound. That's okay.
0: It's, it, it's still. To me, does. the yin
1: sound like Jada Paik.
0: What does he sound like? We know what he sounds like. We know what he sounds like. He sounds we like exact- this right now. You're hearing his voice at this very, very moment of what I'm saying. It's his voice. Oh,
1: yeah. I forgot about that bit. You forgot about
0: that bit. Nobody else did. JP equals M M-M- plus
1: H. That's yeah. the real. <laughs> it's
0: it's both of us back and forth. Right, right. now, Pig just sounded like this, but suddenly he's about to sound like this is me leaving. This
1: right here. Space. Yeah, <laughs> this right here. Yeah, so what it is is that we're not actually two people. We're one person and right. it's just one guy uh, and his name is Jada Paik and he's got two microphones and he turns to be one and then he turns to the other uh, and that's what you're that's what's actually happening and sometimes and, and, he gets and attacked know, by bees I know some of you have watched the streams and you've seen us but that is an actor playing yeah. Hunter and, and, and the real one the real Jada is the one that it says that he's Matt
0: right right anyways can we go we have to go because things are getting weird um and we're revealing too many of our dirtiest secrets. Yeah, dirty so. s-
1: the Dirty Secrets episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum.